0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome to Lockdown Golden Knights. VGK announces the roster for the upcoming rookie camp. We will discuss the rookies to watch coming up ahead. Welcome to Lockdown Golden Knights, Tony Cardasco, Chris Gallick in Las Vegas. You can find us I am at Tony Dasco. He is at TD Chris G on Twitter. Make sure that you subscribe today to our brand new YouTube channel Lockdown VGK. We are at Lockdown VGK on Twitter and thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. This podcast is free and available wherever you get your podcast. And Chris, in just one week from today, we're going to have the VGK rookies. They'll be on the ice in San Jose for the upcoming rookie faceoff. And the VGK roster was released this week. Who are some of the rookies? I guess we should go through some of the list and talk about some of the rookies that we'd like to see, perhaps some fan favorites and what have you. And I think you have to start at the top with Brendan Brisson. Uh, Will he make that leap? Is he going to make that leap from the AHL? Well, going from the University of Michigan to the Olympics to the AHL, can he make that next jump to the Vegas Golden Knights in the National Hockey League? Um, we saw the University of Michigan. Let's start there. Uh, 21 games, 42 points, um, and then he went to the Olympics and then. He fit into the system really quick, easily uh, with the AHL team, the Silver Knights here in uh, Henderson, and he signed that three-year rookie deal. So let's uh, kick things off with Prasan and then some of the rookies that you want to see, and I could also mention a couple that I really would like to see play.
0: So the first thing I did, I actually wanted to look at last year's camp, which was down in Arizona and see, uh, just kind of look at the article and see what names were mentioned and who did what. Uh, Peyton Krebs first actually named that, that stood out to see um, Krebs looked really good in the rookie camp, went on to um, obviously play with uh, the Vegas Golden Knights a little bit and then goes on to the Buffalo Sabres in that trade. And uh, Peyton Krebs, someone who's certainly blossoming before, not before our very eyes anymore, but Blossomed enough for the Sabres to uh, basically want Peyton Krebs to be the missing link in that deal that eventually happened uh, for Jack Eichel. So, yeah, Briswan is the first target that I have. He's also in a much different situation now. We talked uh, last week about how the Vegas Golden Knights might have been on Monday's show, actually, where you're kind of going through some of the line combinations. And is Briswan ready right now? And the answer is he could definitely crack a lot of rosters in the NHL for the top nine. He's not going to be on the fourth line. Obviously, that's more for Carrier uh, and Colasar, you know, players of that nature. So can Bersouan crack the top nine in, for the VGK? And right now, I think the answer is no injuries pending. Um, he's not bumping Amadio. He's not bumping anyone in the top six. He's not bumping Nicholas Watt or anything like that. So I think the rookie camp is going to be a real good um, temperature test, if you will, to see where he is. You want to see if he's above the other rookies uh, up in San Jose, if he is, if his positioning is better, if his awareness is better. Those are the things that you really need to see out of someone like that who really has all eyes on him. Um, just kind of looking through the list of Sopolov. That was, I believe, one of our uh, – that was our first pick. You want to see uh, exactly where he's at. I mean, maybe a year from now, that's someone that we're talking about cracking the roster. On the de- defensive side, uh, uh, Cormier and Korczak. Those are the two names that obviously everyone's going to be on. Both of those players got a shot to potentially play this year at the VGK level, injuries pending and stuff like that. That's your – probably your eighth and ninth uh, defenseman, uh, respectfully – on our on our uh, depth chart, if you will. So let's see how these games go. And it's not necessarily about the points; it's just about the the eye test. I think the eye test is a big thing. You want to see how these players respond to their first competitive action, if you will, with other prospective NHLers.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know you talked about uh, Caden Korzak. He just opened a lot of eyes at the development camp right right after the draft and a lot of folks were talking about him media people guys that we talked to Chris and so our eyes will be on him and then Lucas Cormier an offensive defenseman who it appears could be the perfect fit for this Bruce Cassidy system
0: yeah no doubt um we've seen uh we've we've seen um uh, Charlie McAvoy Take on a real good offensive role in the Cassidy system. And, you know, you know, Shea Theodore, you know, Petrangelo, and even uh, White Cloud and Martinez, they can certainly adapt to that role. But where will these uh, prospects and rookies, if you will, fall in when we're looking at how things are going to be for the next season and who's going to catch Cassidy's eye? You know, it's a blank slate. It is a complete blank slate for. Every single player, whether it's Stevenson or Carlson, all the way down to the rookies and Logan Thompson, and everything in between. So this is a real big chance for everybody to make that impression. And I mean, maybe there's an, someone we haven't even talked about that's going to have a great, uh, a great uh, rookie uh, competition, if you will, up in San Jose. And uh, there's someone else that we're going to add to the, add into the stew of uh, the VGK uh, roster.
1: Someone that I really would like to see, Ivan Morozov. Now, there's a name. He came over from the KHL. He played, I think, one game with Henderson just late in the season. Remember, he came over and in 105 games in the KHL, scored 49 points. And uh, let's see if he can adapt to the smaller NHL ranks. But Ivan Morozov, I think, is pretty interesting because he could score points and seems to be a little bit more let's say mature or experienced when it comes to this rookie team and that's one of the players that I'm going to have eyes on
0: one of these days we'll uh we will mine a KHL uh, stud in, here in Las Vegas they we we've talked about this before they keep on you know they're looking for that next big talent on the cheap, and that's I mean, that's not a knock. That's not a knock on McCrimmon. That's not a knock on any of the other thirty-one NHL general managers that do the same thing. I'm sure if you go up and down every single NHL roster, as far as the the first tier of prospects go for each respective team. There's a, a pool of KHLers. There's a pool of KHLers and VGK is no different. It reminds me for all the, all the cool kids these days mining for the cryptocurrency. That's, uh, that's what, uh, you like that, Tony. You like that, huh? To the moon, to the moon, KHL to the moon, folks. Um, we'll see how that shakes out. And I mean, it just takes one of these players really to blossom. It just takes one of these players to all of a sudden have a 30 point season or a defenseman just to, you know, develop in that, that shutdown mentality. And, I mean, the KHL is loaded with talent, folks. It's loaded with talent. And if we can find one, maybe two players that will fit on this roster with a very deep roster, all of a sudden to begin with, you know, it could be huge, huge. Or it could be Nikita Gusev, where everyone thought he was going to make the VGK roster. I think, uh, was that season two? I, I want to say when, yeah, I think it was season. I, I could be wrong, folks. You could at me all you want. I don't care, but I thought it was season two. Gusev was, was brought over. Uh, This, what happened with the Sharks, what happened, but then we flipped him, I believe for a third round pick to the devils and Gusev, I think went back to the KHL. So, you know, sometimes uh, they might pass the eye test. Someone else might like them, you know, and you flip, uh, you flip the player like that, you get a draft pick and then we'll flip that too. And that'll be great.
1: And the two goalies that they have on this rookies roster, Isaiah, the barber of Seville and Jesper Vickman, Jesper Vickman, we forgot. We forgot about this guy, you did uh, 3.05 goals against average Western Hockey League, 17, 15, and two in Vancouver. Uh, can either of these goalies make an impression enough to where they get some spot starts? With uh, Seville, defense? I
0: think, Seville is the one I think we watch. Uh, he's got the experience at the AHL level. And, you know, just going to the eye test, um, I've seen him in a handful of starts down there. And I think I saw his first. First start, so we were basically uh we I think it was at the Orleans. I could be wrong here, but at the Orleans, my kid, and all of a sudden there's a goalie with a red helmet, the pads don't match. I'm like, who, what, huh? And during the warmups, I'm I'm looking this guy up and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. And it wasn't and Logan Thompson. It was not Logan Thompson, no. Uh, he was his, uh, his, yeah, yeah. His entire uniform didn't match either. Exactly. exactly. But that was, Well, it matched the silver knights, but people hated the silver pads. I think he should have gone all, sl- all silver this year, but that's uh, another uh, argument for another time. But Seville passed the eye test for me. He passes the eye test at the AHL level. Can he bring that up to the NHL level? I mean, who knows? Who knows? There, I, I think it's safe to say there could be still opportunity at the NHL VGK level right now because, I mean, Logan Thompson, yes, he we think is the man right now, and I'm not knocking him by any means. We just don't know how he's gonna respond coming into a full season, you know, as the potential starter. Aiden Hill's been around for a long time, and there's a reason he hasn't caught on yet. Maybe this, maybe this is the time for him. Um Brassois, we know what Br- is the one goalie that has a comfortable spot on this roster as far as knowing what he brings. He is a backup goaltender. He's a backup goaltender as the day is long. Once he needs to carry the mail on a regular basis, that's when he struggles that once a week start or, you know, starting on the backside of a back-to-back is a perfect place for him. Hill Thompson. Let's see how they respond. Injuries. I mean, you know, Seville is only maybe a, you know, one or two injuries away from at least backing up. And don't forget uh, fans folks. We have coming up. What the Friday
1: that's coming up in our third segment, we'll be talking more about VGK hockey and just before we wrap things up here on this rookie showcase, uh, will, this, will this be, Chris, a glimpse of perhaps the type of system that Bruce Cassidy is going to run? That's what I'm curious to see. How much do you think of Bruce Cassidy's system will be infused into the rookie camp?
0: So let's go over, I guess, what the rookies have done. They had basically their their camp over the summer back in July, I want to say. And I don't know how much of the system is on display as much as it is seeing how the individual talents are. And I'm sure there are some very, because I mean, there was scrimmages, so there was some type of structure in place. They just didn't put five players out there and say, go play hockey. I'm sure there was a little more to it than that. Um What I don't know is, first of all, maybe this is a, an amateur question that I'm about to ask, but. What of our coaching staff is going? Is this Vivaros? Is this his? Is this going to be his show? Is this Cassidy going? I, I, I honestly, and you know, forgive me for not knowing this answer, folks. I'm sure we can look it up and try and figure it out ourselves, but that's the first question that I have. If Cassidy's going and Cassidy's actually behind the bench, then yeah, you're going to get a taste. You're going to get a little taste. Um, if it's Vivaros and his HSK squad or maybe a combination of Vivaros and our assistants, uh, I think that's when you might see a little more of a, Simple plan, you know, just some kind of basic. um, I'm sure there is a vanilla playbook out there of breakouts, of power play structures and stuff like that. I think that's probably more or less how all these teams are going to play. But if uh, Cassidy does go and Cassidy's behind the bench, he's going to compete and he's going to have some ideas out there. And maybe you can look at, find some tape from last year's and this year's and compare
1: it won't be him. It's uh, actually, so Viveros will not also be coaching, still recovering from cancer treatments, oh. and it'll be the assistants, Jamie Hayward and Joel Ward, who will be behind the So bench. it's the HSK squad going, okay. Correct, yeah. Okay. That's the way it'll turn out. Coming up next, a couple of VGK defensemen make the NHL Network's top defenseman list. We'll tell you more about it when we return right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Hey, if you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There is a brand new flavor. Are you ready for this? Delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Bill has done it once again. Let me introduce you to the new favorite cookie dough chunk puffs. They have a light, texty, uh, chewy texture, and they have real cookie dough chunks. And of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it yourself. And there's 160 calories. They have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Run to Built.com to snag your box today. And like all Built Bars, Cookie Dough Chunk Puff is covered in 100% real chocolate. That means that they are healthy, they are tasty, chocolate-covered cookie dough with a light, fluffy texture. So, so good. And what's great about Built is that all their bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons and tons of health benefits. Whether you're going to uh, take it with you as a snack for a workout, late-night treat, or you just want to grab a quick, quick bite, Bilt is the perfect protein bar. They taste better and much, much better than a, a candy bar, to be honest with you. ditch the calories, the fat, the sugar. Grab yourself a Bilt bar today. Go to Bilt.com, use the promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your order. Here's the promo code LOCK15 at Built.com.
0: What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked on Devils here, and let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back.
1: Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports. It's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit, Discover Bank member FDIC. Welcome back to Lockdown Go the Nights, Tony Cardasco and Chris Golic here in Las Vegas. And don't forget to subscribe at Lockdown vgk on YouTube. Make sure you do that. And thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. And you can find us wherever you get your podcast. And so, Chris, the NHL Network had a top defenseman list. VGK's Shea Theodore and Alex Petrangelo made it. Petro just snuck in at number 19. And Shea Theodore was number 15. The thing about, uh, let's talk about the roles in this upcoming system with Bruce Cassidy, if, if we will. Alex Petrangelo, last year, when I went back, he averaged almost 25 minutes per game. Remember, he would just double shift. He'd stay on the ice. He was relentless, and he played a lot of minutes. Is that going to continue under Bruce Cassidy?
0: Um. I, I should pull up Zdeno Chara's uh, statistics, and I, I gotta dig this up. So, just really fast, folks. Um, I landed on an article a long time ago where Zdeno Chara actually penned a way to possibly play an entire sixty-minute NHL game to the point where, like, he did like some report and present it wasn't Cassidy. I think it was uh, another coach in the middle there. So when you mentioned 25 minutes of ice time, that's the first name that came to mind. Dan Chara. obviously uh, all that time that, uh, you know, he spends on the ice. Um, 25 minutes on the ice, that's um, that's a lot. That's definitely a lot. We got a deep six. We have a deep top six defenseman, and I like Petrangelo being out there. He's getting paid all that money for a reason. I, I was curious because he came at number 19 as far as uh, the NHL top 20. What I want to know is where does he rank as far as uh, defenseman compensation in that top 20? I bet he made the top five in that one. Is he a top five defenseman as far as all that? I, I don't know. That's something that we'll have to address for another time. But I think Petrangelo, I guess he's in the right spot just simply based on his his ice time. Um, looking at who's around him, you know, he's uh, he's going to have to lead this team on the defensive side. And I certainly hope others like Zach, Zach Whitecloud in particular can learn from his work ethic.
1: Yeah, and uh, Petrangelo, number 19, as we mentioned, played in 80 of 82 games. So durability is the name of the game. And with all those minutes, and I was waiting for him to really have a a period where he would run into the wall. Not literally, but because he was just playing so many minutes and so many games. And, I mean, he's on the power play unit, and he's just up and down the ice. And I think it's we underestimate the, the value that, Petrangelo had for this team he went through some periods too where he wasn't able to score and you know all that but with these defensemen and the way that he also skates and pinches if you will uh, offensively in the offensive zone uh, it, it takes a lot of work and a lot of effort and 25 minutes per game and he scored 44 points last season.
0: This reminds me a little bit of, um, Duncan Keith, uh, when he was with the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, obviously, folks, that's, uh, that was my first love for hockey, uh, growing up outside of Chicago, you know, going to a ton of Blackhawk games. But Duncan Keith, he would get a ton of minutes and there was a period as his career progressed where he would get around game 50 or 60 and his body would just start breaking down. He would lose. And Duncan Keith's not a big guy. I don't even know if he's 200 pounds he would lose a large percentage of his body weight just simply due to all the work and the sweat and perspiration and everything that goes into being an NHL player, you know, practicing and then obviously putting in 60 hard minutes. And yeah, he would crash. He would need some time off to basically kind of bulk back up and get his protein or however, uh, whatever they need to do in the middle of the season. But, you know, Petrangelo and what, lower, what is he, 33, 34, 32, something like that, he's, he's getting up there. And his body doesn't seem to be experiencing that yet. I hope this is not the year when that does happen. In the same breath, though, hopefully, um, I would like to see, though, that minutes per game maybe come down closer to 21, 22, and some spots where he might play 25, 26 as well. Yeah, they they definitely need to start preserving
1: uh, Petrangelo the older that he gets 164 blocks also last season that takes a lot out of your body and the wear and tear and then Shea Theodore comes in at number 15 on the NHL Networks list Chris um, 52 points a career best last season 97 blocks 38
0: assists for Shea Theodore and Shea, had a, had Shea Theodore, I said Shea Theodore he had a pretty dry spell as far as scoring went uh, right in the middle of the season. like I think Theodore himself, uh, some something along the lines, said he started the season well and then he ended the season well. But the middle of the season, he kind of got lost in the shuffle as far as scoring and stuff went. And that's obviously something that needs to change. It doesn't necessarily need to be the goals he puts in. Uh, he has to be creating opportunities. And as long as his, his assists stay up there then that's fine because he is our most potent offensive defenseman that we have, a little more than Petrangelo. Petrangelo is just a little bit of a bigger body, and he's not going to move the puck as well as Theodore. I mean, Theodore is going to spring breakaways. He's going to have breakaways. um, So Theodore certainly needs to um, be that offensive force all season long this year.
1: Okay, so defensive pairings. You have Haig. Should they sign him, right? Perhaps with Petrangelo. And you can make changes here. Uh, McNabb and Shea Theodore. Um, and then you have Alec Martinez. It's been sort of a quiet off season for Martinez. We'll see how he comes back and fits into the system with all his experience and such. And so you have Martinez and Zach Whitecloud. Are those... Uh, perhaps the defensive pairings heading into this season. I mean,
0: maybe I, I, I like I, I like on the bottom. I like Hague and White Cloud. I think they complement each other well. I like keeping Petrangelo and Theodore separate because there's times they'll both find themselves below the other team's red line <laughs> trying to score. <laughs> sure, a goal. for sure. Um, and then and then you got Martinez and McNabb who are more of the defensive style as far as a defenseman goes, they don't push the puck enough. Although Braden McNabb needs some more credit. He's he's got some fun goals if you go back where he does have some soft hands when he does get in close around that. I think he scored a real nice goal against the Kings not too long ago. Just a nice forehand, backhand that just kind of stands out to me right now. Um Alec Martinez can move the puck very well. And if you want to sum up in one play, Alec Martinez, his the way he scores his goals, go back to his game winning Stanley cup clinching overtime goal of game five against uh, the Rangers went back in 2013, 2014, something along the lines of there, but basically a situation where coming off the rush shot comes from the right hand side, goaltender, Lundqvist uh, Lundquist, in this case leaves a pretty juicy rebound and there's Martinez to clean it up. That's how he scored his first goal with VGK. Um, and f- if you remember famously, he fell down during the celebration and Rebo mm-hmm. started started chirping him for that, but that's, um, you know, Martinez, basically you, you balance it out, right? You got three guys that can move the puck, White Cloud, Theodore, Petrangelo. Three guys with a little more of a stay-at-home style, Haig, um, Marti- Haig, Martinez, and McNabb. I think that's a real good balance if you split them up on the pairings. Okay,
1: and I really like it when Martinez just unwinds at the right circle. It's almost money, right, on that slap shot coming in from the right side. I agree. Uh, The top five, Charlie McAvoy uh, from Boston, Uh, Fox from the Rangers was fourth, Roman Yossi was uh, third on this list, Uh, Victor Hedman uh, second, and of course, Kale McCarr was number one. Coming up next, we have what the Friday? It's coming your way right after this. We've got a lot of your comments. We'll get to them right after this. You're listening and watching Locked On Golden Knights.
0: Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Hi again, everyone. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick here in Las Vegas. We thank you all for tuning in. And again, you could find us. It's your first listen, wherever you get your podcast. And Chris, it is that time for what the Friday? Oh my goodness, there are so many comments, but you know, I want to start things off here. Okay, so VGK is going to be featured in 12 nationally televised games this upcoming season. And the fans went directly to the game coming up in February between VGK and Tampa. Why? It's a Saturday night game for crying out loud. It's an 8 o'clock start. And the fans here in Vegas are in a stinking frenzy.
0: It's I don't 8 p.m. Pacific or Eastern?
1: 8 p.m. Pacific time start. It's a it, Saturday night. It's DGK Las Vegas. fans are mad about that. Yes. It, it's too late on a Saturday night. At eight, okay, fans. Okay, fans. The U.S. Open the other night on a stinking school night. Sporting event went until 3 o'clock in the morning in New York. Between Alcaraz and 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 Sinner, the Italian who who lost. Okay, so I was kind of bummed about that. But what the? Why are you complaining about an eight o'clock Vegas Golden Knights start? What the?
0: No, I'm I'm with you on that. Like, I mean, it, that's I mean, this is Vegas, folks. Like, just stop it. So that that's your first one. You're clear. I'm all clear. All okay. Clear. So I was actually I I was doing my work last night um selling uh, my sports cards and I got a couple local followers of the show that They'll come and talk. They might buy some stuff. Uh, Sin City Sports, a uh, shout-out to Ray's Benson. And I actually asked him when he came on the feed last night. I'm like, hey, we got What the Friday. Cause he's a huge supporter. He follows every single show we talk about. It's super awesome. Very appreciative of Ray's and everyone that definitely uh, takes the opportunity, not just to listen, but to talk to us and chirp us, if you will. And whether you agree or disagree, it's fun to read the comments, folks. And I try to respond to everyone that I can. Um, I just can't sometimes. But trust me, I read them. It's fun. Sometimes I cringe. Sometimes I laugh. Sometimes I throw my phone across the room. Either way, it's a lot of fun. So my What the Friday was actually born from my conversation with Rays last night. I couldn't think of anything. I couldn't think of anything. My What the Friday is, it's a quiet week. This is a way too quiet news week for VGK. Like Tony, we've been spoon-fed things the entire summer of things to talk about where we haven't really had to dig a whole lot. Our text messages are one or two sentences. What are we going to talk about? And then, boom, there's a show. But for this week, it's been a little, little more difficult. And we're coming up to you know, the rookie camp, obviously, right now, the starter training camp. There's news out there, but it doesn't have me all that excited at the moment, beyond just the fact that the season's around the corner. No news on Nick Hague. This is now on September 9th. Now we're crossing into an area of concern. Why has Nick Hague? Why is, why is there no news about Nick Hague? Uh, there's still people regurgitating old articles about Mark Stone. Will he be ready? Will he not be ready? Is he going to be ready for the start of the season? What's up with Bressois? Like there's a lot of questions and I certainly get, we're not necessarily owed a lot from McCrimmon and Camp to give a lot of information, but it's also September 9th. And the one thing we do need is something with Nick Hague right now. So my what the Friday in sum is it's been way too quiet of a week for a hockey season that actually drops the puck in, I think, a month and two days officially.
1: Okay, uh, I have a WTF, Rick Flair and Ryan Reeves in the video post. Woo, woo. That was awesome. WTF on that one. Uh, At Steve underscore W5, a good one here daily face-off fantasy rankings has only three vgk in the top 100 eichel is 57 theodore and petrangelo in the 80s seems wtf
0: low no respect going into the year wtf what the friday yeah i mean without looking at the list i feel like were they put Eichel? You said 57? Yeah, 57. Folks, uh, that's not a generational talent. If in this season, this is the season. This isn't like a long-term thing. This is the season, I'm assuming, for this article. Yeah, it's for the season, upcoming season.
1: Yeah, they're being overlooked. Eichel of 57, folks, if that's yeah, they're the being case, overlooked that's, across that's the not board. a
0: generational talent. I don't know. Uh, I'm curious number 56 is on this. Maybe I'll click on the articles. I No, I'm not going to click on that. That's click-based. And I Eichel's really back in off.
1: town. Eichel's back in town and he is uh, going to be at UFC Saturday night, rooting for Nate Diaz. so that little video clip.
0: Yeah, I, I actually just saw that posted. when I was going through the What the Fridays right now. I see people uh, chirping about the Sharks uniforms and stuff like that. I guess my What the Friday, I'll, I'll, I'll fire another one off the cusp here. Keep uh, going, man. Where these new jerseys have been possibly leaked. I say possible just because the team still has yet to formally – acknowledge these new jerseys are going to be the bgk jerseys but my like, what the friday is for the people that who would complain no matter what the jersey is it's the same people that are going to complain oh we need the secondary logo oh we need to more love for the wranglers on there we need something to the thunder we need a you know if we go with the if we go with the diagonal it's we're copying the rangers and other teams that have done that in the past like folks just chill out enjoy it it's fun it's something else that you're going to buy you're going to buy it no matter what. Whether you like it or don't like it, you're going to buy it. I'm going to buy it. Maybe Lockdown will sponsor one for me. But, you know, maybe, maybe we get those uh, views up a little bit. We'll see about that. But, you know, folks, just relax. Just enjoy it. Just understand there's more to it. There's a business side of this. And it doesn't matter what they're wearing on the ice. It's all part of revenue and, you know, the experience and the process and everything else. So, just enjoy it, folks. Just enjoy everything. If you don't like the jersey, I don't care if you like it or not. You don't care if I like it or not. But there's going to be a fourth jersey. Next year, there might be a fifth jersey, and maybe you'll have two sponsors on there. And so what? It's all good.
1: It's 2022, Chris. Why couldn't they Photoshop maybe maybe Jack Eichel's picture? Mark I'll Stone. bet they were going. Stone. To be fair, I'll instead, bet they were probably instead, going. The, to instead, it, it's, it's Alex Tuck's picture. And then another, I've got another issue with this altogether. They are reverse retro uniforms. Retro as in 2017. Like there's no history. Are they
0: called retro or are they, or are they just called, are you talking about the red one now when you say reverse retro?
1: That's what they're calling, I guess, the the new. Oh, really? I, I wasn't
0: aware because I thought our official What's reverse retro was the red We're one. We're going to but... go back.
1: Let's go way back to
0: day one, 2017. What was it? Okay, here's something that has no relation, but was it the first major league movie? It's Die Hard Nights. It's Die Hard Night. Anyone who is alive uh, for our World Series gets free tickets or something like that. Maybe, uh, you know, something along the lines of that for uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. I don't know.
1: We have At Wandering Scott. He said, I let them overestimate, let them, I'm sorry, let them underestimate us. The last time they did that was season one wtf tim ward wtf uh he said this goes out to like you know all the other fans i like this one i like this right, one go ahead uh the vgk owning rent free space in most of the hockey world's heads that's, that's a good one
0: i like that one and that that is definitely true so maybe we 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 send a wtf to Everyone in Buffalo, everyone in San Jose, who is still, I, I think, San I, Tony, I don't know if you read this or not, but they're going to hang a banner at the SAP Center. I think that's what they call it these days at San Jose, for defeating the Golden Knights in game 77, officially knocking us out of the playoffs last year. So They're going to hang a banner for that this year. What so the, just make sure you... Jersey? Absolutely. Of, course of course. Yeah, it's buried somewhere. It's buried with the news dump. It's like it's some clickbait article I read, but it has to be true. They're going to hang a banner for that. OK,
1: it is Friday and perhaps we get that 5 p.m. news dump. Nick Hague signed today before we go into the weekend. It's going to happen at an odd time. It's going to come on the heels of some horrible tweet by the Golden Knights. It's a sunny day. Great. Okay, and the next thing you know, we have Nikkei. Chris, you have a great weekend.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was checking the sun. It, it is a sunny day. Maybe maybe they'll tweet about corn or something like that again. Oh, Maybe
1: know. not the corn tweet again. For my man, Chris Gallick, I'm Tony Kudasko. We thank you all for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe to Locked On VGK. You could find us on YouTube now and, of course, on Twitter. And thanks for making us your first listen each and every day wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great weekend, everyone. We'll see you once again Monday, right here on Locked On Golden Knights.
0: Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get
1: your podcasts.